Because I think that is the question that everyone is, is just debating now. Brands are storytellers and they build communities. It's not going to be the technology companies that are telling the stories. It's going to be the brands and the creators who are telling the stories. Then what are the type of virtual space that they are creating for that community? In most cases, it's about brand awareness and building relationship with a new type of community. From sort of a business perspective, what does that look like? And what does that, what does that mean to the everyday consumer? Everyone is gonna have a metaverse strategy over the next three to five years. The creative economy, they going to a new, completely, you know, different level, right? everyone, it's Mara Genovese here, founder and president of MG Power, global digital marketing powerhouse. And this is our Influencer Marketing Uncover podcast. Thank you so much for everyone that's been listening to our last episode. Very excited that we're on our season two and we have so many amazing guests coming up. So today I'm here with Edward. Edward is our senior creative strategy manager at MG Power. And together, I'm very happy to be joined by the incredible Jan Haas Friedman, founder and CEO of Super Social, a leading company developing and publishing games and experience for metaverse, starting with Roblox. He has over 20 years of experience in the technology industry. He is now leading voice and leader in the new era of Web2. He's in a mission to democratize access to learning, creation, and self-expression through technology. And today, as the co-host of the Into the Metaverse podcast, he focuses on how this new virtual helm is emerging as the next big technology platform and promise to become the next frontier for human experience on the internet. But before we start, let's say hi to Edward. Edward, I'm so excited to have you here for the first time with me at our Influencer Marketing Podcast. How are you? I'm good, Myra. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to be co-hosting with you today. Uh, we have a special guest with us all the way from the US uh, to discuss how brands can get started in the metaverse by collaborating with influencers. Jon, uh, welcome to Influencer Marketing Uncovered, our MG podcast. Um, first of all, thank you for accepting our invite. I'm delighted to have you here with us today, and we can't wait to immerse ourselves in this, in this topic of the metaverse. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. How are you? Um, can you tell the audience a bit more about yourself and just your, your experience in this space? Yeah, so first of all, feeling great energized for uh, all of the possibilities for what we can do as the internet is being reimagined for this new frontier in a new era. Um, as, as kind of, you know, Myra presented, Super Social is a developer, producer, and publisher of iconic games and experiences for the metaverse. We started on the Roblox platform and really the company was founded a couple of years ago in, in June, 2020, uh, when no one was really talking about the metaverse. It was really early days of COVID. And at that point of time, you know, what we realized is that the next frontier of the internet is going to be this massive, large scale virtual worlds where people are going to do so many things together, play games, work, learn, attend concerts and other type of virtual experiences. And the reason we thought about that, it's because it's been happening slowly for a decade. 
I have known about platforms like Roblox and games like Minecraft since 2013, when I started my first sort of consumer technology company. And so when COVID arrived, I felt that it's the big accelerant of taking what was already happening for the 10 years before, and is really going to accelerate the paradigm shift of what does human connection, expression, belonging, and creation looks like in a completely new large-scale virtual frontier, which you know slowly, slowly has, emer has emerged as, as the metaverse. So that's sort of how we, we started that journey and, and have been there knee-deep in building and interacting with, with building our own IP and creating with, with brands for you know the past two years. That's amazing. And I think you we have already started talking about metaverse, right? But I think let's open our conversation with that question. What is actually metaverse? Can you try to summarize for the you know for audience? Because you know there's so much talking you know around metaverse, but I'm not sure if everyone has the knowledge what actually metaverse is. So let's let's see if we if we can demystify it uh, and tell us what is on your perspective, what is metaverse? So, you know, my my perspective really leans on um, amazing thought leaders that have been building expansive technology platforms over the past 20 years, you know, folks like the founder of Roblox and and the founder of Epic Games and reading books like Snow Crash, of course, which, by the way, takes place in Columbus, Ohio in 2049, which is where I live with my family. Um, and and so but but to your audience, really, to demystify that concept of the metaverse is the way I think about the metaverse is as the next technology platform where human experiences are going to take place over the Internet. And so in a way, it's sort of the next iteration of the Internet as a technology platform where we socialize, play, work, shop, do commerce. And we do that inside 3D, real-time, immersive, virtual spaces that are going to allow us to reimagine all of the things that we are doing today in 2D worlds or in physical worlds. And we're just going to do it in a completely new, large-scale virtual spaces. Sometimes it's going to be hundreds of people, thousands of people. And I believe in the future, it's going to be millions of people who are doing things together in one virtual space. Um, and so that's sort of in a nutshell what we think of as the metaverse. Um, and there are a few key components of, of, of that, that are sort of really relevant for that. Um, the first one is that it's immersive. You are in the virtual worlds. You are experiences these virtual worlds. And you know, so for example, when you when people watched Ready Player One, the movie, um, you are immersed in these virtual spaces. Although we don't believe that the metaverse is a device. And so we don't believe that to access the metaverse in the future, you're going to do it from a virtual reality headset. We believe you're going to access the metaverse from any device, any form factor. Could be a mobile phone, a computer, a game console, a TV, displays in autonomous vehicles, any form factor that can give you access to a 3D internet-connected virtual realm. Um, so immersiveness is the first thing. The second thing is identity. We are going to be able to express ourselves as individuals in completely new forms. And people already do that. And in a place like Roblox, for example, one out of five users on Roblox through their avatars change their outfits every day. 
That's wow. already 10 million people wow. who are changing their virtual outfit of their avatar, not their real person, their avatar every single day. And so, and I believe people will have multiple identities in the metaverse. You can be one person when you go out to party at night, you can be a different person when you sign up for work the morning after. Um, and I think that will really open up the possibilities of human expression and human creativity. Um, and then the third piece, it's social. We are human, we are social by nature, by nature as humans. Can you imagine what it's like when you suddenly have no borders, no boundaries of who you can get with, what you can do together with people. And suddenly the whole notion of playtime, leisure, travel, work, connection are all going to be powered by these massive social spaces that are happening virtually, but can also slip into the real world. And that leads me to the final thing, which is to me, the metaverse is not just virtual space. To me, the metaverse is about reimagining human experiences over the internet but in a way that also amplify our IRL relationships and experiences. I love that you mentioned the third point, because that would be my questions, like how that interaction into the virtual world will affect our interaction on, our, on, on real life, right? And what you're saying is that the metaverse will actually improve the way we have our relationships on the real world because we will be able to experience and to meet much more people and connect in different, you know, environments and different, you know, uh, that will open up our minds when we go out there, we will be able to meet more people or because sometimes it questions that we have a lot from our clients and even myself, I do question that to myself quite often, like what is the impact of the metaverse on our, you know, interaction face to face, will that become less? But what you're saying here, that's not, it's, it's actually will help us to interact differently. I'll tell you what I believe. Okay. If you think historically about humans, we started, humanity started by being part of a tribe. So you were born into a community and then later, slowly, you had to find your individuality. Today, we are born individuals. I think what the metaverse is really going to help us do better than ever before is to be born as individuals, but to find our communities in completely new ways and build relationships with many different communities that we care about the same things as these communities. And I think it will start virtually, but it will flow into our real life experiences. That's what I believe the beauty of what the metaverse can enable, especially in a world where we live a remote life. We work from home. We haven't seen family for a while. We want friends. We haven't seen friends for a long time. And I think this is the big paradigm shift. And when I look at kids who are five, eight, 10, this is the first metaverse native generation. They mm -hmm. are the first generation that are born individuals but they are going to discover communities in a way that none of us has been able to do before or definitely not at the same scale and the same frictionless experience, let alone being able to experience things together in the form of an avatar where you can really do things in a different way than we can do at the moment over a Zoom. 
it will open up new type of expressions, new type of communities, new type of collaborations, new type of relationships. And I don't think we are able to envision yet what exactly those things mm -hmm. are going to look like. Yes, because you're like listening to your sayings, like you mentioned, like we're not going to be able to envision now how this is going to look like. Yes, I think that is the question that everyone is, is just debating now, like how to envision all of that happening. Right, because you're saying that we will be able to access those virtual worlds through our mobile, through our cars, or walk in the street. How far are we from this all happening? Is it something that is going to become a norm in a month's time, or are we still like what is what is your, you know, provision here for us to be able to access? those virtual reality and then I want to talk about a little bit more about Avatar but just in terms of timing how far are we from this new way of living look we are in we are in it we are okay. in the early days of the emergence of the metaverse but we are in it right when we're talking about accessing a game world on Roblox through the mobile phone we're already part of quote unquote the emergence of of the metaverse. I think when you think about the metaverse today, to a large extent, it's, it's, it's built by game developers. To a large extent, it really revolves still around game worlds and play and connecting around games. And I think that's totally fine because gaming as a sector has always been five to 10 years ahead mm -hmm. of the rest of the consumer industry. And so I do envision this will continue for the next several years, but I do believe that by the end of this decade, we will have more than half of the world's population accessing metaverse worlds, metaverse experiences, um, interoperable virtual worlds. I do believe that that will happen by the end of this decade. I just think it's not necessarily going to happen from a whole new crazy device. It's going to happen from the devices we use today, from the phone, majority, mainly from the, from the smartphone, who is only getting smarter and more capable, but also from personal computers and game consoles and, and VR headsets and AR glasses and so on and so forth. And so I think it's gonna take time, but we're gonna wake up at some point and just realize, oh my God, we're in it. I don't think it's like, okay, the revolution is happening next week. Let's hold on tight. I just think it's happening now as we speak. And there's gonna be a flipping, a tipping point where suddenly majority of the world population realizes that we're living in this new internet. Yeah, um, Jan, just to, to what you're saying on there in terms of the, the social aspect of, you know, experiencing the metaverse and, you know, in time we'll, we'll all transition. In terms of like accelerating that transition, what, what role do you feel like brands will play in that acceleration within, within 10 years to sort of embrace that? Look, I think brands, <laughs> you know, brands are the, the 21st century church, right? Um, it's about storytelling. It's about communities. It's about human connection. If you look at the best brands in the world today, they are tribes. They are tribes. They, are, they foster a sense of belonging and a sense of community. If you think about a brand like Apple, if you think about a brand like Peloton, it doesn't have to be a big brand to be a meaningful brand, right? Peloton is not a widespread brand, but it's a very loyal community of a brand. And I think there's many, many other brands that we can call out, but brands are storytellers and they build communities. And I think with brands coming more and more into the metaverse, it will obviously make an impact on consumers and on these communities. 
and it will be a way for majority of the world to be educated about the metaverse. It's not going to be the technology companies that are telling the stories. It's going to be the brands and the creators who are telling the stories that are going to make the connection between the metaverse and between how the rest of humanity understand what it is and why it's relevant to them. That's why we're so excited and I'm excited to be talking to brands, working with brands, because brands are kind of this 21st century church and they are the access to the hearts and minds of majority of the world population. And when you talk about the avatars, right? Because like interesting point here, they said like on this virtual space, we can, you know, you're saying that, you know, avatars are changing clothes at least, you know, once a day. So there are different avatars every single day. Uh, and then you mentioned that we will find our individuality, right? Within those space that we didn't have the opportunity ourselves and this new generation, they will have that opportunity to find their own community. Interest point in here is just like, if we are changing our avatar every single day, if you wanted to be a different person every single day, how is this not going to be getting confused on like people's, you know, mind? Like one day I wanted to be, you know, someone that is blonde, blue eyes, only eats organic food and only wear, you know, high-end luxury clothing, but on the next day, I want to be a completely different person. How does who affect, affect mental health? And then you go to real experience and you are you. You're not the avatar. So how do you deal with that when it comes to, let's talk a little bit about, like, ment just come to my attention, like the mental health element of all of that. It's a great question. Um, I, I think it's, it is still early to understand the impact of what that human behavior would entail on the psyche of people. Um, I do believe it's going to be very different for you, Myra, for me and for someone like mm -hmm. Edward, than it's going to be for my nine months old baby who is born into this world. Um, I do believe there's going to be a generation that is very intuitively knows how to express themselves through these multiple individualities, all compressed into one human. Um, there will be implications to that. I don't know what they are at the moment. Um, I suspect that um, the world, a world where people virtually can express themselves through multiple identities and how do they go back into quote unquote real life or physical experience and physical connection? Who are they going to be? Are they going to be avatar A, B, C, or D? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be a combination of all of these identities. But the important thing is that as humans, we have been expressing ourselves forever. As humans, we want to live forever. As humans, we want to be wearing multiple hats at the same time. Uh, I think we kind of do it today, not in that form. We have a certain identity that we express on Instagram. We have a different identity that we express on Twitter. We have a different identity that we express on LinkedIn or on Facebook. And we have a different identity that we express on Slack when we communicate with our team, with our teammates. We already express ourselves differently. We just do it in a one-dimensional way through different communication channel that we are still the same person who communicates. But we are doing it already. I think this new generation who is born into these limitless possibilities, I think they're just going to be able to take it to the next level because they're going to have the tools and the platforms and the technologies to express themselves in these new, unique ways. Um, but... It's a great topic. I think it's an important topic of how 
do we ensure that the metaverse is a humane place, a place where people can thrive and not sink and be depressed? We are still dealing with all the challenges that social media in Web2 created. I don't think we figured that out. And yes, the metaverse will introduce many other challenges that at the moment we can't even envision. Um, but like everything in life, we're going to have to deal with it. There was a lot mm -hmm. of noise and skepticism about the internet. There was a lot of noise and skepticism about social media. But innovation is deterministic. It happens if we want it or we don't want it. The question is, as creators, as builders, as executives, as company owners, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to build products and services that can help people be the better version of themselves? Because that's always the secret sauce. I love that because it's, it's totally right. Like the innovation is all about, you know, it, it, is it happening, right? There's no way we can pretend that, you know, the metaverse, as you said, is already here. And I think, you know, you, you, you said brilliantly, our role here is just like how to understand how to navigate into this new way of communication with, you know, with, with, with creators, with brands, with, with you know, with, with people and, and how to to leverage from this new innovation that is in front of us and understand, you know, how this will change the way we, we, we behave. And then you mentioned about Web 2, right? So let's talk a little bit about Web 1, Web 2 and Web 3. I, when I was at South by Southwest three weeks ago, uh, I, I heard a talk and, and I love the way um, the speaker summarize the difference between web one, two, and three. He said that web one was all about us being access to read, uh, read information on blogs, on websites. And web two was like, we could, we start reading, but also writing it, right? So we were able to share on social media so we can read, but also now I can share information. And web three is all about read, write, but also on. Right. So you can own now your, you know, your sense of belong, your community, you can own your NFT. So tell us a little bit like on your view, like what Web3, apart from Metaverse, what it, what would be the big change? I mean, I think there, there's there's definitely some fundamental things that Web3 is going to enable. Um, and I do subscribe to that breakdown of, you know, read, read, write and, and read, write, own. Um, Ownership is an interesting thing. I think what's important to me about Web3 is not necessarily the notion of owning. I think what it creates really is a whole new modality of how you interact with communities and how are you able to build products and services and brands that essentially are owned by a much larger population. Today, if you are a consumer of Lego, you don't own the Legos that you no. purchase. You consume them, you own the individual kit that you own, that, that you purchase, but you can't really go and do anything with it because it's not an NFT. Lego didn't give you commercial rights for the piece. If you're going to go and take your Lego kit and build something on top of it and sell it, Lego is going to sue you. I think what's really interesting is to think about those new grassroots opportunities and tokenized brands in Web3. So for example, 
When I think about NFTs, I don't think about a profile picture that is a static NFT that I purchased on OpenSea and I put it on my Twitter profile. Okay, cool. Like we've done it. We've been there. Like now it's like everyone launches an NFT PFP. Okay, cool. What's really interesting about NFTs to me, it's almost like it's the next website because it's completely interoperable when you are inside a communal collection of, of, of a certain asset. And when you purchase an NFT, assuming you get the commercial rights from the creators, you can really do more with that. You can actively participate. You can build on top of it. And so the first thing that interests me about Web3 is the fact that all of these static NFTs are now becoming more interesting, more dynamic, evolutionary NFTs, where you can do so many more things with it. You can build whole new brand franchises and IP on the back of one NFT that you bought in a certain collection. The second thing is you are also part of a community that is part of what you care about. If you joined the board APIAT club before it was worth you know $100,000 per NFT and more, you joined because you thought it's cool. You wanted to be part of this avant-garde, renaissance-like community. There was something that attracted you because you obviously didn't think you're going to pay $500 and it's going to be worth half a million dollars. You, you can't possibly think like that. Yeah. So the second thing is, the first thing we talked about was the, the, the notion of creation. I can create in a whole new way. And as a brand, I can open up to a grassroots movement, my brand. First thing. Second thing is about sense of belonging. And we talked about it a few minutes ago. It's being part of communities. We are born individuals and we can now discover communities that we can be part of. And then the third piece is, is the expression. And I think Web3, what it does, it really incentivizes you to express yourself in a way that is not only intrinsically social and about that self-gratification where you get a like or someone love your Instagram post, which is very much about self-gratification. In Web3, you're going to be able to financialize that and you can make a living. And suddenly it democratizes completely how you make a living, what do you want to do in life, what type of communities you want to be part of? What does it mean to be a creator? And so on and so forth. And so the financialization layer of Web3 that enabled that ownership to me is one piece, but the real ownership is the ownership of yourself, is the ownership of your expression, is your ownership of your creativity, and it's the ownership of what communities you care about and want to be part of in a completely borderless way. Wow, Eddie. <laughs> that that was uh, that was uh, we are very like intrigued here about yeah, NFT yeah. and, and uh, yes yes so I don't know if you wanted to yeah no I I think um, just from what you're saying in in terms of uh, the bigger brands navigating you know that space of sort of ownership and and building that community how how do you see them sort of authentically doing that because I think that is the challenge yeah that's that's the big challenge. It's, 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 a, it's a great question, right? Because I think all big, biggest brand in the world and, and, and some of the most attractive brands in the world, they, they, they are very protective of the brands, right? We have trademarks and IP and trade secrets and, and communities, and we unlock the email communication and everyone wants emails and email signups, right? Um, it's, it's interesting. And I think, I think um, brands and, and customer relationship management in a, in a metaverse world um, will likely look very, very different than what it is today, where you are really in tight grasp of your of your of your audience and your community. 
And, and I think what Web3 enables is complete paradigm shift on what does a brand mean and how do you build communities that ultimately makes your brand much, much, much bigger. You know what's better than being a fanatic follower of Lululemon or Peloton and keep buying and purchasing and buying and purchasing is to have a sense of ownership into the creations that are made. And so I think what Web3 enables because of its NFT technologies and because of blockchain, it creates an opportunities for brands to really rethink how do they build these next generation communities? How do you give a sense of ownership to those creators to play around, mix and build on top of the IP that you are creating? Um, and, and it's not going to happen overnight. I still think what you're seeing now is basically brands coming in and in the very much sort of first generation, they do their own NFTs. They may or may not give a commercial rights in most cases, likely not to the communities. Um, but I think there's going to be use cases that opened up possibilities and showing brands, you know, what's possible, what they can do, how you do you nurture this next generation of communities. And I think that's part of the journey. And there's going to be a very small subset of brands that are willing to risk and try things out if it's on a platform like Roblox or Epic or on blockchain. Um, there's always those sort of early adopters, innovators that are going to try things out because they're not afraid to make mistakes or fail because that's part of the discovery. But majority of the brands are going to mm -hmm. wait until things are more established, less risky. There are more use cases that are proven and then they can innovate incrementally on top of the initial disruptions that are going to come to market over the next two to three years. Um, and I'm excited to work with those disruptors, those innovative brands who are willing to take the risk, who want to try things out. And those are the brands that I think are going to make a dent on what does those communities and tokenized brands potentially look like. No, absolutely. And then it's, it's like a lot of brands, they, they don't want it to take risks, right? So they really wanted to see, okay, where this is going to take us. And let's, let's first see who is actually going to, to innovate it first and how they will, you know, succeed in there before we actually go there and active creating, you know, a platform of, you know, virtual space. Because it's the same of gaming, right? So at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned that, you know, Gaming is here for a long, long time. It's not just now Now that like, of course, now we have the Roblox, the Epic Games that is you know, our biggest, the biggest platform when it comes to gaming, but gamers exist for such a long time. But now brands are taking attention of that community and the value that that community can bring to a brand. And now brands are more and more entering into the gaming world because they see that, wow, there's a huge community there that actually they are my consumers. So how do I type into that platform and engage with my consumer in a different way? Uh, so I want you to type into that a little bit, like because you, I know you have created so many virtual space and Roblox and you've been doing that for a while now. So how, how, how brands are more active in the Roblox and what are the type of virtual space that they are creating for that community there? You know, there's definitely a lot of early experimentations into, into Roblox by brands. You know, some of, some of them we're, you know, super delighted to work on um, with, with some innovative brands that are, that are coming into the Roblox platform. 
And the primary reason, there, there's a couple of reasons brands are coming into the platform. In most cases, it's about brand awareness and building relationship with a new type of community. And the things about brands at the moment and gaming, you know, Myra is really, I think brands are discovering that gaming is not about gaming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's about community. Very good point. It's about community. Exactly. Gaming is not about gaming. Gaming is about communities. And it's been going on for a long, long time um, with guilds and games like uh, League of Legends and World of Warcraft and, 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 and other games, right? It's always been about communities. But now, the rest of the world is starting to understand that. And in a way, the metaverse at the moment is really built by game developers. Mm -hmm. That's why you see a lot of the brands coming into places like Epic and Roblox, but this is the first iteration. And so a lot of the brands are coming for community, uh, nurturing a community, building brand awareness. Sometimes it's revenue generation and monetization, but it's mostly the, the former, right? The brand awareness, the community building, and so on and so forth. And I think that, and we're seeing it from a lot of consumer brands. But I believe every brand, enterprise brand, industrial brand, airlines, banks, hospitals, everyone is going to have a metaverse strategy over the next three to five years. Everyone is going to need to, because they will understand that the metaverse is not about how do people access my healthcare in the hospital or purchase a ticket to our airline. They will understand that though the metaverse is really about a whole new way to build, engage, and ultimately monetize communities. Hospitality, do you think that will be something on Metaverse? Because the other, the other day I was having a guest on our podcast and we we're discussing about hospitality because of course, like if you think about hospitality, there's so many like, you know, incredible five-star luxury hotels around the world that sometimes you're only able to experience those through Instagram images or Instagram video that someone is there posting, but you go like, wow, I wish I could be into that place, but it's something that is so you know, not a possibility for so many people. Do you think hospitality will have an opportunity now to create, you know, the whole hospitality experience to the metaverse where you can get a plane from British Airways and then just land it in Maldives and then enjoy, like, exp because, like, I'm very curious about, like, if yeah. the metaverse will give us access to everything, so would be able to ho have those travel, hospitality, you know, business class, flights, experience within that new virtual world? I think that there will be experiences that are very high end that mimic our real physical experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's going to be a subset of the population that will only be able to access going to Four Seasons in the Caribbean through a metaverse experience. I think that's going to be a one type of experiences that we can see from hospitality. But I also think that the best way to get in now for hospitality brands is by translating their brand and their experience into a game world and a brand world mm. that people can start accessing and play and experience what the brands stand for, and especially doing it with the younger demographics, sort of the under 18, the under 24, um, and start building that brand awareness. And so I think we're gonna see those two modalities happening at the same time, potentially a very high end sort of, you know, um, um, sort of um, addition five star hotel brand experience that you can access from a virtual reality headset that really mimics what it's like to sit in the pool at the addition hotel in Miami Beach and you don't need to go there instead of paying $10,000 a week, you'll pay $100 a week. Um, and a second modality is going to be much more about how do you translate the brand values to 
a virtual game world that mm-hmm. you can experience the brand just in the form of a game world that 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 attracts kind of the younger demographics and become a place to congregate and have fun and through that being aware of the brand and what and what they do um the possibilities are infinite and are endless it's really about imagining what are going to ultimately be those experiences that people are going to care about that are going to bring people together that people will appreciate want to come back to again and again and again um and form a community that has a deeper understanding and a relationship with the brand. And we are at the beginning of the beginning of that. We're going to look back 10 years from now on the Facebook page of a brand, and it's going to look to us like yellow page looked 20 years ago when the internet started. I promise you that. Yeah, no, you, that brings me to my, to my next question, actually. Um, it's a good point. So. Obviously, we know Facebook transitioned to Meta and they, they announced their ambition to be sort of a metaverse company. But from sort of a business perspective, you know, what, what does that look like? And what does that, what does that mean to the everyday consumer, you know, the metaverse company? I, I, I think it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily for consumers that, that change. I think it's more for developers, creators and investors. Um, yeah. That statement of a metaverse company, I think of Super Social as a metaverse company and to me, it's like saying 25 years ago, I'm an internet company. If you remember in 1995, 2000, any, any company that started in tech was an internet company. There wasn't social media company, browser company, e-commerce company. Everyone was just an internet company. I think we're moving to a world where basically every new company or a lot of companies will start being a metaverse company. I don't think that's something meta is distinct for or us. Um, it's it's a wider category, I think, and a sector that is evolving. Um, and I do think that Facebook changing to Meta and defining itself as a metaverse company obviously increased the profile of the space and have made it something that um, a, a greater uh, size of population and media outlets and, and, and developers and investors um, started to understand. Uh, you know, in 2021, you had the IPO of Roblox in March that really made a big splash and, oh, wow, what is Roblox? Oh, Metaverse, wow, this is exciting. Then you had Meta, Facebook changing its name to Meta. So these were, these were two big events that really put, quote unquote, the Metaverse on the global map. Um, and, and I believe that what does that mean to consumers? It's for the developers, the builders, the creators to define and for the brands to come join, ultimately creating consumer experiences that will make it clear to consumers what it actually means because just changing your name to meta means nothing to real people so true like even like here you know an agency when i started six years ago it was when uh you know the 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 rise the rate the rise of influencers right so we were a talent management agency because we saw an opportunity of representing influencer but then the time evolves we were like oh but brands need to understand how to navigate into the influencer world so let's become an influencer market agency and then again it's things changing and now like it's not just about influencer on your marketing strategies about looking at your digital whole strategy so it's kind of just the name changing doesn't mean that you know like it's like it's the early adapters right so we have to change and evolve as the the, the, the social, the digital landscapes evolves as well. So you mentioned about the creators. What are the impact of metaverse and virtual space for influencers, for creators, right? Because we're talking a lot about brands 
and you know about community and how we as an individual will navigating uh, into this you know new way of you know interaction. But what about the influencers and the creators? How they can start adapting and leveraging from metaverse? Wow, I mean, there's just so many opportunities. If you think about the metaverse, if you think about a platform like Roblox, you can partner with other creators and developers who already build experiences and immerse yourself in these worlds, um, invent yourself as an avatar that lives and, and exists in these worlds and, and build relationship with games and experiences inside a platform like Roblox that you care about and nurture that relationship and think about how can you express yourself inside those worlds. Um, you can also create completely new experiences of your own. If you have a big enough audience as an influencer, you can translate your followers and your communities to a dedicated, bespoke game world that represents your passion, your things that you care about, your creative ideas and aspirations, and build a whole new destination for your followers beyond your stream or your TikTok or your YouTube channel. Um, you can also own, if you talk about Web3, you can also mm -hmm. monetize your, your ideas. Exactly. In a then we go back to ownership, right? Exactly. It will give them much more ownership where on Web1, Web2, they were much more, you know, related to a brand sponsorship partnership, right? In order for them to monetize, they need to have a partnership with a brand to create a content for the brand. And now I think what you say and what I, I believe too, that the Web3 is giving them that ownership where, you know, of course they were still collaborating with brands, but they will have much more, you know, ownership to actually create within their database of community that they have been creating throughout, you know, the years that they've been working as a creators. It's just the business model and the possibilities for rev for building a business as an influencer and a creator today. You know, in Web2, you were making money uh, through advertising and by donations, basically, right? What is Patreon? Mm -hmm. Patreon is a platform to tip you as a creator, as an influencer. Um, this is now evolving to a whole new realm of possibilities of how you generate revenue and, and build a business as a, as a creator or, or, or an influencer, you know? And, um, and, and so, I, you know, if I was an influencer today, um, you know, or, or at least at the scale of, of creators and influencers um, in some of these platforms, I would be totally excited on what can I do, who can I connect with? And, and as, as founder and CEO of Super Social also, like I, I am... I am super excited about the possibilities of collaborating and partnering with influencers, you know, both on quote unquote, the metaverse Roblox platform, but also on Web3, um, because the opportunities from collaborating now are so much greater than what it used to be when you were a YouTuber and all you could do is just showcase the game I'm building and get paid as a sponsorship and make some money on advertising. The ways of making revenue and build a business as an influencer are so much more diversified now. And, and I think, I think that's exciting. So much room for experimentation also. No, absolutely. The creative economy that going to a new, completely, you know, different level, right? Because we've been talking about creative economy for the past, you know, few years. And I think with the metaverse and, and as we're saying, Roblox is giving now much more opportunity for them to, to monetize. And then question here, do you think the pandemic accelerated all of that? I mean, 100%. I think I kind of mentioned it earlier when we just started talking that I think COVID, the pandemic, has been the big accelerant of something that probably would have happened 
I just think it probably accelerated it by at least three to five years, which is, which is just phenomenal, right? I mean, you can like it, you can hate it. It doesn't matter. As, as I said earlier, innovation <laughs> and progress is deterministic. Humanity doesn't stop. We don't know how to stop. And, and I think that sort of definitely has been a big accelerant. That's the beauty of it. You know? and, and as you said, it's just like how to understand how to navigate it, embrace it, and make the best of, the best of it, right? My personal, my personal as an entrepreneur, I have a, a, things that I do, but my personal mission when I think about the metaverse, especially being a, a, a father to a, a, a baby girl, is how can I help create a, a metaverse that is, that is more humane than the internet that we've created so far and i love that i like i have a son as well he's seven years old and ed has uh, 10, son, months. Yeah, uh, 10 months yeah. 10 months 10 months yeah. and i think every time we think about it it's just not about like how at least for me i don't think like how i will engage with the metaverse is more like how the generation of mm. my son will engage with metaverse with virtual space and how can we better create those space for them to interact with because they will regardless we want it or not it right because we is now and then we i, I listen to so many parents say i'm never gonna let them to even try metaverse i'm never gonna buy you know a glass of metaverse because i already don't let them to do an ipad but it's something that you cannot control so you can try to control you know for you know time being but at one point you can control. So I think, you know, as you said, as a founder and, you know, owner of an agency, I think, I think about this generation, how can we create a better environment within this new innovation for them to be able to engage with in a healthy way? And I, I think absolutely is- agree. There's always a medium that uh, disrupt the perception of parenthood of what their kids should and shouldn't do um, I remember my mother when I was a kid, stop reading the newspaper, you're reading too much newspaper, why don't you eat lunch and focus on the food, <laughs> right? So the newspaper was a problem. Then there was games and PCs and I used to play hours over hours and, you know, it's just people are going to go to where they want to be and being part of alternative reality is not running away from reality. It helps us discover who we are, it helps us be creative, it helps us foster relationships and communities. And we're just going to be able to do that in the metaverse a hundred times different and bigger than anything we've seen before. Great. Uh, so with, with all that being said, uh, just to end on a final question, um, what are your, what would you say your tips are on you know, brands that are looking to enter that space or, or whether it's influencers looking to enter the metaverse space? What is your sort of tips for a successful sort of journey into that space? You know, I think the key word is immerse yourself and experiment get in try things out um make sure you are not being too dogmatic on what you're doing and why you're doing because so many things are happening in real time and are changing rapidly and so i think for me the key is immersion immerse yourself into these spaces make a bet on something that you can learn from the best way to learn is by doing you can go and do research and theoretical analysis and financial modeling for the next five years, and you're not going to learn anything about the metaverse. The best way to go to where these platforms are, go play a game on Roblox, uh, uh, purchase an NFT on Web3, uh, check out these platforms, right? Immerse yourself, 
work with people who are in this space, you know, like you guys, like Super Social and others, and, and find the partners who can help you navigate the space in a meaningful way, in a way that can complement that sort of more rigor planning. But at the end of the day, at the moment, it's about getting in there, immersing yourself, experimenting, learning on the go. In my mind, that is the best way to learn on what does the metaverse and what does Web3 mean yeah. for your brand? <laughs> All right. So you're like, you're hired. Like, we're going to work together. <laughs> Uh, it, I love that mindset because this is my mindset because all our clients, they come and say, oh, how we do it? Can you help us? Do you think it's a time for us to, you know, to enter this new space? And I always say that, and I've been telling that to our clients for even like when TikTok started, right? I don't know if you remember when TikTok was still, you know, you know, brands are trying to understand what is this TikTok? It's just like a platform for people to be, you know, dancing and singing miming music no it's just for jeans ears no it's just for young people i don't want to be there my brand you know my consumers are not in that platform like it was like those you know debating about you know doing you know content on tiktok or not and i remember saying to my clients like tiktok will be a platform that you have to be there you have to have content of your brands there but if you don't know how to play with the platform, how to create a content into the platform, it's all about test and learning. Because if you don't go and immerse yourself on the platform and trying to create a content, see if your consumer there will engage. And if they don't engage, that's not a problem. You try again and you create a different type of content until you understand what is the formula that you have to have for your brand within that platform. And I think this applies for everything, right? So when, when there is, you know, a new disrupted platform, like now we're talking about metaverse, it's not about what is the, what is the key element for you to be able to access that. There's, there's no tips. You just have to go there and navigate it, immerse experience and try and learn until you find, you know, your own space. The best time to experiment and immerse yourself was yesterday. The second best time is is every day after that. Uh, I, I love <laughs> I love that. You know, I could stay here forever talk with you because I'm so obsessed about this topic. And, you know, and I think every great conversation like this one we're having with you is, is just like so one one question leads to another question and we can stay here talking forever. Uh, but we have to come to an end, sadly, but we will definitely continue that conversation topic offline. And maybe if you are listening, wanting you back, we can have, you know, uh, episode two with Jan, like yeah. maybe it will be an interesting one. So thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate that you have joined us today. It's been, you know, a great conversation and a pleasure to have, you know, meet with you. Uh, very appreciative of your time and congratulations for everything you're doing with Be Social and for being so ahead of the game and for having this incredible mindset that you have. So it's, it's very inspiring. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So for everyone that's listening to us today, hope you have enjoyed this amazing conversation. And if you have questions about Metaverse, NFT, M3, we will put all the links for you guys to connect with Jan and with MG Power as well. So hope you have enjoyed. And if you want to hear more about Metaverse, just, you know, send us a message and then we will continue to bring guests that can, you know, give us all the insights, you know, about this new virtual space that we are seeing. And then Jan said that it's just happening already. So it's not in the future, it's, it's, real, it's here right now. 
So thank you so much for everyone that's listening to us. And don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Amazon, Spotify, and Apple. It's just every time they're adding more, you know, social medias for us here, I have to be decorating that. But thank you so much. Hope you have enjoyed. And I see you on our next episode. Very grateful for having all of here. And thank you so much. See you soon.